and welcome to another year and another edition of How Good Is Rugby League. My name is Emmanuel Panklis and joining me once again, Michael Corbin. Michael. Emmanuel, we're back. We're back. Are you excited? Rugby League is only like three or three weeks away. The season is ramping up. There's still news. And we're coming to you from a brand new bunker right in the Roosters heartland. I'm sure you're happy about this. We're in Bondi Beach at an undisclosed location. Uh, But we're right in the thick of Roosters territory, Emmanuel. I'm sure you're loving it. Wearing your uh, red and green jumper right now. Uh, But yeah, we are insanely excited to start doing this season again, start giving you our expert opinions in exclamation marks. Uh, all the rugby league news that's going to be coming to you, preview all the games, recap all the games, and we're, yeah, we're just excited for this new season. Well, it's officially been the shortest off-season in history, but I feel like it has gone on forever. I am absolutely pumped for what season 2021 will bring. Um, I am, yeah, as you said, I am in Roosters territory. I am wearing my Souths gear. Um, but I can say that uh, since you have relocated from Souths Heartland to Roosters Heartland, the number of people actually wearing Roosters jerseys in Bondi is now one. So well done on that front. <laughs> I had to, uh, had to rep the, the team proud. No one else seems to be doing so. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's... Um, just on the Roosters, it's going to be a very interesting year for them. Um, they, they've been called old, aged, tired. These are all words that have been thrown around. So uh, let's see what 2021 brings for them. But what are you looking forward to most about this year, Corbs? Honestly, I just there's there's so I want to see, I feel like there's going to be a new team that wins. I feel like the Melbourne dynasty that Cameron Smith is not playing in Melbourne this year. We can confirm that. If he plays, is this anywhere, a world? Is this a world exclusive? He's. We know that he's not playing in Melbourne. That is that has been said. They've come out of season. They're going to play at the Gold Coast. We think. Will he play at Brisbane? Who knows? I can't believe that we're three weeks out from the season. We still have no idea when Cam, where Cameron Smith is playing. If he is playing, uh, this is another one of those. You know, rugby league just the gift that keeps on giving. The news never. There's there's always something going on in the news. Yeah, I just want to. Say, I feel like there's going to be a new team that go, that's going to rise up. Is can the Panthers get over the hump? Are the Titans going to be the new powerhouse in Queensland? Who's who's going to win the wooden spoon? The Dragons look like they're in shambles at the moment. Are the Tigers destined to? Are, are the Tigers finally not going to finish in ninth place? I know they finished tenth last year, but it was around the same place, right? There's so many things that are going on. Will the Roosters finish in the top? I know I've seen a lot of letters. Will the Roosters finish in the top four? You know, will they be the powerhouse that they have been for the last five, four or five years? There's so many questions up in the air, and I just what is exciting. There's no one knows how this season's going to pan out, and that's what's great about it. No one knows how this season's going to pan out. You're completely right, and that a lot has happened over the off season. Uh, you've touched on uh, St George, uh, the absolute. Success story of recruitment. Uh, we had the Israel Folau debacle. We had Cameron McInnes, the captain, the uh, the player that the club is built around, uh, announcing his departure at the end of the 21-21 season um, to go to uh, Derby stablemates Cronulla Sharks. And just when you thought that couldn't get bad enough, McInnes then injures himself for potentially or definitely the season. It's unclear. 
Uh, but either way, he will not be featuring in the early stages of this campaign. Uh, you then have the Tigers who have announced a new captain um, in the name of James Tamo. Uh, it's a good it's a good move. He, he brings leadership. He brings experience. The Tigers need it. I still think their recruitment is not ideal um, and they will struggle. And then question marks once again, another year and a whole heap of hype around Parramatta who dropped out in straight sets at the end of last season. Um, questions about their halfback um, and questions about their coach that they've been persistent, they've been patient. Um, but w- where do they draw the line in the sand? Is this the last year for Brad Arthur? Um, and then Penrith, as you said, they're reeling after that grand final loss last year. They were really shown uh, how to how to win by a premiership winning team that has been there so many times before in Melbourne. Uh, and Craig Bellamy, of course, who is likely to coach his last year. He's been linked already as a coaching director to Cronulla. Brisbane were after him. He's been linked to that second team in the Brisbane market. And that's another thing about this year. Will we find out, are we getting a 17th team from 2022? That will be also uh, coming up this year too. So there's plenty happening. There's a lot to do. We haven't even touched on the Rabbitohs yet. So um, let's just talk about everyone else before we get to the important stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Look, uh, I think it is a make or break season for Brad Arthur and the uh, Parramatta Eels. The expectations on them were so high last year. We had them winning the competition. We had them as... uh, team to win the minor premiership, Mitchell Moses to be uh, Dalian medalist, and it all kind of just fell flat towards the end of the season. They started off so well, and then they just they couldn't get it done. Uh, the other the other team that I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to start this season is the Manly Sea Eagles. Straight away, you're like, all right, we're going to have a healthy Tom Trevojevic we're going to have a healthy Daily Cherry Evans. Kieran Foran's back at the club. And uh, little do we know that uh, Tom Travojevic is doing 70-metre strip, uh, sprints down the strip. course. Strip. Strip. Sprints. Strip. What sprints. videos have you been watching? <laughs> we haven't had any of those, thankfully, <laughs> this offseason. Um, he's doing 70-metre sprints down the Corso in Manly. And uh, two days later, pulls up with a hamstring injury. So... Yeah, uh, their season is already off to a rough start. I I think they're going to have a rough season. Um, Melbourne is Melbourne. Craig Bellamy's always going to, you know, even if it is his last year, that team is going to be good regardless of who is playing hooker. And look, they lost Cameron Smith, but my man crush is down in the new team. Harry Grant is going to be leading that team around the park. It some took, things, took, some things never change. It, it took what five took so minutes, long. What took, took five so minutes, long? and he's already got to mention in the podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I think Melbourne's going to be all right this year. Yeah, and who knows? I, I'm, I'm excited this season. There's so many changes happening. There are a lot of changes. A uh, big one we haven't mentioned is the Warriors, who are already based in Australia. They've moved themselves over here about six weeks ago. Of course, Phil Gould is now at the helm. Uh, in some sort of consultant role over there. That is that is awesome for them. Uh, Nathan Brown is really big on development and no doubt the junior pathways that will be put in place over there. There's a huge catchment of players that are uh, rugby union affiliated and the aim will be to try and get as many of those as possible. So Sleeping Giant, the Warriors, could be on the up. And we haven't really touched on the Broncos. Just, uh, just before you 
go off the Warriors. It's also going to be Roger Tuivasa Sheik's last season. Then he's that's true. He's that's true. Uh, he's uh, picked to go to rugby. He wants to be an All Black, uh, as so many Kiwi-born players do. He wants to play in rugby as an All Black, and you know he's. I hope he comes out firing this year. He's he's the spiritual leader of that team. He's the captain of that team. When he's on fire, he's still one of the most electric and elusive players in the NRL. Uh, so I really hope he has a good season. I hope that, you know, there's there's some good signs of the Warriors, I think. Uh, yeah, and they were bolstered by Sirenan signing as well. He played at Souths yeah. uh, last year, um, experienced deep into the finals uh, and played very versatile positions as well. He played for, he played half back in a game where Reynolds went down injured. So yeah. uh, handy pickup. Uh, got a three-year deal there, I think, because Souths couldn't offer him uh, anything more than that. So um, a, a lot happening. And then, of course, there's Canberra, who, you know, once again got deep into the finals and were really just caught with their pants down in that preliminary final against the Storm. Yeah. So who knows how they bounce back from this one. Yeah, they've also lost Jason Bateman, who was fantastic for them in the four-pack. He was so tough and so... He's go forward and his ability to break tackles and like his his skill as a edge back row was so like what he did on that on that right edge was incredible. They're gonna miss him big time. Um, I Josh Hodgson's coming back from an ACL injury. I want to see how he goes. It's gonna be you know it's it's hard to come straight back from that injury. It's not an easy one to recover from. And yeah, I. I'm still. I'm not. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm not a huge Jack White fan. So like, and he he does the job when it doesn't matter. But when it does matter, I think he can disappear sometimes. I've seen it in State of Origin. I know he had that great grand final where he won the Clive Churchill Medal, even though he didn't deserve to. Uh, but yeah, just big big game matches. I, I I sometimes worry about his ability as a leader on that team. Uh, yeah, the. I still think they're going to be a top eight team, though, obviously. Definitely. And I think the advantage that Canberra have is the advantage that Melbourne has had for all these years is uh, amongst the Sydney media, they fly under the radar. So if you get a a couple of big Sydney clubs that are absolutely flying, this happened with Penrith last year, um, then Canberra can sort of sneak under the radar and find themselves in the top four. Last year, a lot of the hype was around... um, was around uh, Penrith and Para and where they would end up in the finals. Uh, South and the Roosters always attract a bit of attention themselves. So um, I think it's definitely an advantage. And if, if Ricky can sort of use that siege mentality, he really played it to it uh, later in the season. Remember, early in the season, Canberra had to play out of Campbelltown. Yep. Um, their travel affected them. And then they started you know, going back to Canberra. Uh, they were a bit more protected, less fatigued. And um, they really made... Geo Stadium a Fortress. So I think uh, Ricky's really sort of worked out what he wants there. The Bateman is a loss, but at the same time, he was a bit of a distraction. He was managed by Isaac Moses. Um, they had that drama uh, on the eve of the 2020 Grand Final with his contract. And so um, things like that, just some clubs manage them better than others. So it's it's good that that's out of the way for them. Yeah, uh, and you, you spoke about how they struggle to travel. While we can still travel over the border. Let's talk about Queensland. There's two. There, there were three teams last year, two of them underperformed. One of them, at the end of the season, had a bit of a resurgence. We, I mentioned them earlier, the Titans. Uh, 
lot of high hopes in that team. Great forward pack. Seems like their halves are in order. You've got AJ Brimson starting the season. Uh, obviously, they've got their $1.3 million man, David Fafita. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of them. The other two Queensland teams, not too sure. Not too sure. I expect an attitude improvement from the Cowboys this year under um, new Payton. coach Todd Payton. Um, Brisbane, this whole we discussed this a lot last year. We spoke about the Broncos at length. The pride back in the jersey. Kevy Walters, the old boys are back. Let's see what it does. It, it's very much put your money where your mouth is. Um, they've got the old boy in place now. What can he do with the club? Uh, Canterbury had these same issues um, with um, Dean Pay coming into coach. It was sort of back to the glory days, but it doesn't always work. Um, Walters has coached at origin level, but club is a different beast. Um, it's a longer period of time. You have to have more control over a roster. Um, you've got to worry about salary caps and everything, and whether Walters is cut out for it uh, in that huge Brisbane market is a huge test, and he will also potentially have to face the challenge of uh, a second Brisbane team looking at his roster um, mid-year when NRL decides what's going to happen with the second licence. Yeah. Um, the other one I want to touch on is the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, Trent Barrett is in the house. Kotrick has signed. Yep. Will this deliver results? Will, will, will there be a change? I think they'll be better. I think they're heading in the right direction, but it's going to take time. I don't think the Bulldogs, I know I've spoken to, we have a really good mate who's a Bulldogs fan, and he said he's excited to watch Bulldogs for the first time in a couple of years. And I, I, I just cautioned him. I was like, look, they're going to be, they're, they're better than what they were. Kyle Flanagan is a capable halfback, right? I still don't think they're going to make the eight. I think that there's still some issues there. I still think that Avarillo is he's predicted to play 5'8". I don't know if he is a 5'8". Still don't know if they have that game-changing fullback that you need to be competitive in the NRL. Their hooking role is not... I think it's Jeremy Marshall King who might even miss the first couple rounds. Uh, their four pack's good, but you know there's always there's always issues there. Adam Elliott is under discipline; he's been caught up in something again. So like, there's just always controversy going on there. I really hope that Barrett can like, straighten the ship, get them going. He was he was the, a big part of why the Panthers' offense was so successful last year. They had the best attack in the league, and he was he was running it. And I think I think he's a good coach. I know. I know there's doubts about him being a coach after he's Stinton Manly. I just think that was a situational thing. I think he's going to be able to to get this Bulldogs uh, team heading in the right direction, but it's going to take time. Don't get your hopes up too early. Yeah, I, there will be market improvement, I think. Um, I, I, we discussed this last year. I have a lot of questions around Barrett's coaching ability. Um, attack is fine to have that when you're when you're a top tier team and you're, and you're scintillating attack like Penrith had last year. They had strike power all over the field. Plucking in uh, a couple of big names from clubs that made the finals does not solve the problem. Uh, he needs to sort of realign and reset the whole bulldog strategy. They need to put in more attitude and improve their defence before they can worry about attack. He also has to deal with um, an off field debacle, um, which is the Bulldogs club generally. There's the board, there's the league's club. It's all happening. Um, so he'll have his work cut out for him, and I just hope he has some good people around him to help him through that. Yeah, uh, hopefully that new board overhaul is uh, going to work out for them. 
he uh, the he he looks like he's a capable person who's ready to steer this ship in the right direction. Uh, and it's good that they've finally got in some new like they they, they completely redid everything, which is what was needed after years of toxicity. Yeah, definitely. And the last few years at the dogs, um, with coach and board, has shown that going back to the old days does not work. So maybe this is a lesson that Brisbane will need to heed, and Manly too, possibly. Okay, now we've hit almost every team mm-hmm. except yours. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with South? You know, Corbs, got a solid feeling about this year. Do you? Ah. If I may say so, and everything falls into place, it could be a really good year for Souths. I think we saw um, in the All-Stars the other night the beautiful combination of Walker, Mitchell, Johnston. I feel like we'll be hearing a lot about that this year if all goes well. Uh, recruitment of Benji is awesome, I think. it's It just brings a bit of presence to the club. He's uh, one of the most incredible players of the last two decades, um, he's obviously old. He's obviously not there to to completely dominate the play. But if he can spice up Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and that combination and his presence and his leadership and his experience, you, you always need a little bit more of that, a little bit more of that. And money really can't pay for that sort of stuff. It, it's just a bit of presence. Um, he's played for country. He's played for clubs. Um, and I, I think it's absolutely awesome um, signing for Souths. Uh, we've also renewed Latrell's contract. Uh, the outstanding one at the moment seems to be Adam Reynolds. Souths have offered him a one-year extension. He probably, it's, well, he st- said um, that's a different page to where he is. Um, so hopefully that doesn't become a distraction through the year. Um, but I will tell you, Corbs, that I reckon that you know Souths are at a good chance this year when Phil Rothfield starts printing the rumblings at South's headlines in the paper from about two weeks before the se- three or four weeks before the season starts, um, Souths are going to be the ones I think this year um, that will probably attract a lot of attention. The Sydney media, I reckon, of the Sydney clubs, they've probably got one of the better chances. Um, I think the Roosters are probably going to have a quieter year. Um, they've been very quiet in the recruitment market. Your club which is very unusual and quite unnerving, if I may say so myself. Quite unnerving. Yeah, we've kind of extended players instead of re-signing new players. We did poach Suwali yep. from you guys. Yep. We've gone with, it, uh, like a lot of our recruitment has been younger guys who, you know, were building for the future. Like, I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know about our chances this year. I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be top eight. You'll, all, you'll top, always, always, always be up be there. Always there. be up there. All right. How good? I don't. I don't. We're not the favourites this year, and I think that's a good thing for us. I think the pressure's off a bit. Last two years, we've been the hunted. Everyone wants a piece of the roosters. Everyone comes in. when you when you win the premiership. Everyone wants to beat the premiers, right? It happens every year, and winning two in a row just puts that makes that target even bigger. So the pressure's off a bit. We're still going to get people's good games, but I think it'll help us a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm unsure. There's still questions about who's going to be. The halfback going for the the halfback or five eight going forward, whether it's going to be Lachlan Lamb or Sam Walker. Where's Suwali going to play? Can he play this season? You also have to deal with Cordner. Also, have, Cordner's going to be out for the first twelve weeks, and 
I mentioned Roger Tulvashashek leaving earlier in the season, uh, at the end of his season. My, uh, this is this is my prediction. I've heard nothing about this. My money is on them chasing Joseph Manu to be their fullback, and they will throw big money at him. That is my that is my prediction. So I think that that could come into play in the season as well. That those talks will start happening. Yeah, yeah, and the other one we haven't touched on, Newcastle. Yeah, uh, Pong is going to be out for the first. Maybe four to six weeks, I think. So it's going to be really tough for them. Tex Hoy is going to be starting at fullback. Uh, they've lost. They've got back Jalen Brayden, which is a, uh, a big help for them. They're going to they're going to have a specialist hooker playing that role, which will make Mitchell Pierce's job a bit easier. Still not sure about that second to half option. I think it's going to be Kurt Mann, or I'm still not sure. But look, they're. I think they're going to be around that eight. Just, yeah, they've got. I just don't know whether they've, they've got improved. off-field distractions. I don't know whether they've improved. Mitchell Pierce has had a, a, a tough off-season. Yeah, they just they were there last year, and I think their attitude once again got to them and let them down and. If it's going to be a, a, a challenge for this coach, it, it was clearly a challenge for Nathan Brown, and um, it's something that they're really going to have to work through this year if they're to improve, which really they should do. I mean, they're a very good sign. Um, they had their their sort of, you know, they got out of the doldrums of the, the last five years, but they need to, to build on that this year. So, um, yeah, there's a lot happening, Corps. Yeah. Uh, one one more team, probably the last team we haven't spoken about is Sharks. Correct. Uh, Sean Johnson, uh, la- end of the last year, I think he tore his ACL. So he's going to be missing, I think, the first two months. Uh, Matt Moylan will be pairing Chad Townsend in the house. How long are they going to be healthy for? That's a big question. Uh, about one and a half games. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's longer than that. Matt Moylan is a talented player. He's just never been able to stay healthy. But other than that, they've really they've been quiet. Nothing's really been said about them. They haven't made any big signings. No recruitment news. I, I just think but for next. Well, they've got McInnes for next season. McInnes for next season, but they're just going to be middling this year. I think they're going to be. Think so. gonna have a, they're going to have a tough season. I I would say that a lot of their recruitment for twenty twenty two will go around who's coaching them as well. Mm-hmm. There's been rumblings around John Morris. Um, and how he goes this year. It was obviously disappointing last year. It's very hard for a very recent ex-player to fill the void um, and take that role and coach players that he played with. So uh, I think those rumours about Craig Bellamy, I don't know if Bellamy per se would go there, but it's definitely we're in the hunt. We're looking around. We want to find a coach. So watch this space. And the coaching merry-go-round of last season will fall into place before it starts up again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I what are we going to talk about? McGregor's not there. McGregor's uh, not there. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> I I, I, look, I'm sure that uh, he his name will be on the hot seat fresh from the start of the season. They get out to a two, lose the first two games, say. His name is going to be thrown in as, you know, first coach fired, unfortunately. And that's how this, that's how this business works. Yeah.
I think that's it, Emmanuel. We've hit on every team. Um, this is the best 25-minute, 10-minute preview of the season we've ever had. We <laughs> sat down We sat down just before. We're like, oh, we'll just cover a couple of things. We won't take too long. Yeah. And 25 minutes later, here we are. So, yeah. footy's back, Corbs. Footy's back. Well, we're going to do a proper season preview, much like we did last season, uh, the week of the, the season uh, commencing. Uh, it'll probably be on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, two weeks away. Two weeks away, yep. Uh, so th- on that day, we'll go through our ladder predictions, our medal winners, all, all that stuff, uh, how we think, who's going to get the wooden spoon and whatnot. But in the meantime, uh, we last year we gave you our tips, and I hope you're following along because if you did, you might have won a few competitions because I was on fire. But this year, we're giving you the... You, we're giving you guys the opportunity to go up against us. Uh, we have set up a tipping competition. We will be a part of it. We're even going to give you our tips. So if you want to beat us, you're going to know where to do it. Um, so if you want if you want to join the tipping competition, uh, send us a message on Instagram, how good is rugby league, or Twitter, how good is RL. Uh, one of Emmanuel and I will get back to you with the details. And yeah, if you're interested, just hit us up. Yeah, and as always, spread the word of our wonderful podcast. Um, share our page, rate, like, follow, subscribe, email us, howgoodisrugbyleague at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Michael gives one-eyed commentary of Roosters games throughout the season. It's really not to be missed. Um, <laughs> but other than that, it's mildly objective. Um, but we love having you guys listening and look forward to doing it again for another year. Yeah, it should be good. And... We can't end the first podcast of the season without a how good is rugby league, Emmanuel? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys.